Weekend Mornings with Glenn Van Zutphen. Replay from Money FM 89.3. Weekend mornings with Glenn Van Zutphen on Money FM 89.3. Joining me in the studio, Steve Oaken, who is the McClarty Associates senior advisor and former Clinton administration official. We're going to talk about our international news week in review. Hi, Steve. Welcome. Good, good morning. Glad to be back. How are you doing today? Everything good? Everything's good. You've uh, you've recently come back from Europe. Uh, how's the mood in Europe these days? One, the economy is going very well, certainly where I was in um, uh, in the Netherlands. Um, a little anxiety about Brexit. They're wondering what's going to happen. Aren't we all? Uh, <laughs> uh, they're wondering what's going to happen in the U.K. They're yeah. certainly concerned about uh, what's happening in the U.S. And if yeah. anything, they seem to think that because of the lessons they see the Americans and the, and the British learning, that their politics is staying more center. Yeah, but, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Our uh, our top story today, of course, another mass shooting, the second in two weeks in the U.S., uh, this time in the state of Texas, El Paso, Texas, at a Walmart. Uh, and the news itself is very tragic, and we don't want to underplay the severity of that and the impact on people's lives. But let's look forward a little bit and broaden this out in terms of what we often talk about, which is politics. And as we look forward to uh, you know yet another uh, political season, which has already started in the U.S., how does the gun debate uh, figure in? And will events like this bring it back to a center topic for the Democrats and the Republicans? Well, it's both a a gun debate and a a race debate that this centers on. And if you look at what's happened uh, in terms of the mass shootings in the U.S., what's really troubling uh, is that there's a political overtone from the right wing, you know, the real right wing, uh, to a lot of these shootings. You go back to South Carolina in the church shooting, which was, you know, aimed at race. And you look at the shooting in Orlando the the following year, and that was, you know, aimed at the um, LGBTQ community. And then this one apparently was an anti-immigrant crime um, that a person was unhappy that uh, that Hispanics were taking over uh, Texas or the United States. And so you now have people acting on the far right from these crimes. So it's both an issue of the race debate that's happening in the U.S. and about guns and gun control and whether gun control can ever happen in the U.S. And it, this has been a perennial topic in campaigns uh, over the years, over, I should say over the decades because it's really been going on for a long time. Is another shooting, I'm saying this somewhat cynically, but is another shooting going to be enough to really bring it to a, a national discussion, a national uh, action? It, well, what you're seeing for the first time in, in a bit are people running on almost a, you know, a gun control uh, type of campaign. And I think Mark Kelly is the person who uh, exemplifies this the most. Now, Mark is an uh, astronaut, um, but he's also married to Gabrielle Giffords, the former congresswoman from Arizona, um, who had an assassination attempt against her mm. and had and, and people in the community killed with somebody came into one of her town hall meetings in, in Arizona. He is now running for a Senate seat. 
And the thing that has brought him to the most prominence is to have smart, intelligent gun control, not take everybody's guns away, not let's eliminate the Second Amendment, but let's run on this. And if he can win in a state like Arizona, where this is his core issue, um, you can see other people win on that as well. And maybe it will lead to some common sense gun legislation in the U.S. It's too early to tell anything about these issues. But could this uh, event in El Paso, Texas, have any implication on the makeup of of Texas coming, you know, going forward in the elections? Uh, Will it turn, you know, could it turn more Democrat? Could it stay more Republican? You know, what does it what does it mean or what could it mean? Well, this is going to be a an issue that goes to race, goes to immigration, goes to guns, goes to all of those issues. Texas has been reliably Republican. Sure. The last Democrat to win was Jimmy Carter in 1976 when he got 51 percent of the vote. Every year since a Republican has won that state. Similar, California was not all that different going back into the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Ronald Reagan was governor of California. Mm-hmm. And you go back to, to 94 Ford, and that was an, uh, on an immigration issue uh, where the Republicans ran so far to the right on immigration, they lost the Hispanics, um, and that lost them California. And now California is as blue a state as you have in the U.S., as you know, democratically reliable state. Texas could be trending in that direction. Um, when you combine this, you know, an AK-47 with somebody who wrote an anti-immigrant manifesto and went into... And, and, a, a, and a white 21-year-old male. Right, right and, yeah. into, into a town like El Paso, um, which is a Hispanic-majority town, it could tip Texas to the Democrats if the Republicans don't come more to the center mm. on, on immigration. And Donald Trump does not want to do that. Right. Right. Interesting. This latest event, uh, tragic event, comes shortly after our two Democratic debates, our second set of Democratic debates. It's so hard for me to just keep track of everybody up on stage, Steve. There are so many people, and it's great because uh, various newspapers have uh, the track of of who spoke for how long. You know, you see who's getting all the airtime. Um, but what are our high-level takeaways from the debates this, this past week? Well, what the Democrats did going into this debate, and this was part of the blowback they got in the last election. You always, you always look, you always kind of fight the last war, right, in, <laughs> in politics. And so the yeah. last the last one was everybody said, oh, it's too tilted towards Hillary. We mm. need to open it up. We need to let everybody come in. And so the Democrats have said, we're going to do that for the first couple of debates. Then we're going to put in thresholds that are going to hopefully narrow the field when we get to the next set of debates in September. So here you had 20 people qualified for the debates. Right now, only eight candidates have qualified for the next debate. That will probably climb up to nine or 10. Now, if it gets to 15, you're going to have too many. But now there's going to be a threshold of both the number of people who donated to you and having reached a 2% threshold in a number is, of is, polls. Is that, what, is that what it is? It's, you got to reach 2% in the polls? 2% of the polls and have a broad base of support. So you can't just buy your way in and give yourself $100 million. You right. have to have, hundred I think it's 130,000 unique donors. So it's a mm. combination of unique donors and hitting a threshold in the polls of four different polls. And so that hopefully is going to narrow the Democratic field down because 20-person debate over two nights doesn't really you don't really learn you learn much. What did we learn? We learned, you know, Joe Biden is still the front runner because everybody was attacking him. Mm. And we learned that, you know, Marion Williamson has some good lines. Yeah, she had <laughs> some interesting, uh, interesting lines. And of course, uh, Bernie Sanders got in a couple of zingers as well uh, over the policy, uh, talking about health care. And he, he wrote the bill and all that sort of stuff. So it, it was quite interesting. Will this be this next set 
of debates, will that be the moment that we see five or six candidates drop out? If they can't make that 2%, those thresholds for donors? Yeah, because they'll get to be very expensive for them. Because mm. because what will happen is if they're not on the debate stage, it's going to be hard for them to fundraise. And if they right. can't fundraise, it's expensive to run for president. Mm. You know, you have to <laughs> hire staff. You have to fly all over the country. You have mm. to, to, to run in multiple states. And so unless they're willing to f- self-fund, which most people can't do, right. um, they're going to they're gonna, uh, drop out. And so you're going to start to see people drop out um, if they don't make this debate stage. Um and I think you will get down to that core 10. I mean, although realistically right now, looking at it, there are, you know, five or six, at least five or six credible candidacies right now running for the nomination. All right. Steve Oaken, Senior Advisor, McClarty Associates. Thanks for being with us this morning on our International Newsweek in Review. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.